0: Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Cobo. I am Danielle Cobo, and today I have another special guest. We have Alexis Scott on our episode today. So she is the manager of employer partnerships at Aspireship. She builds partnerships with dynamic technology companies, supporting them to to hire Aspireship graduates, individuals, looking to start careers in software sales. So thank you so much for joining us, Alexis. Thank you for having me, Danielle. Excited to be here today with you. Well, we're honored to have you on. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us who you are in your career journey. Yeah.
1: So um, who I am as a person, um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a dog mom. Um, I'm an avid deal hunter and shopper. (laughs) Um, I actually grew up in San Francisco uh, and spent the majority of my time in California, um, but recently moved to Boise, Idaho about three years ago. Um, And that actually played a big part in my career journey. Um, I, the the majority of my career was actually in hospitality sales. So I started my sales journey. um, on a golf course. (laughs) Um, and I uh, transitioned into catering sales, um, at their clubhouse. And so I learned all the ins and outs of, you know, that side of sales, um, moved into hotel sales, did that for some years. Um, and was actually working at a hotel when my family decided to relocate to Idaho. Um, Silicon Valley is very expensive. And the irony is not lost on me that it took me leaving Silicon Valley to get involved with technology companies. So a little bit interesting how that worked out. Um, but I moved here and I took a job with an online media company. I thought that digital marketing sounded really interesting. So I took a job with the crazy coupon lady. I'm not sure if your listeners have heard of it, but it's like the largest coupon aggregate aggregate site here in America. It's, it's a massive site. And, um, I quickly learned that digital marketing was actually not my forte. <laughs> um, and so I only stayed about six months, but I ended up taking a job back where my heart lies and that is in travel. Um, I'm an avid traveler. My husband goes crazy because all I talk about is the deals that I find and all the places I want to go to. Um, and so I took a job with a company called Vicasa. Um, they're based here in Boise. They have one of their main hubs here. And, um, I was back in, technology meets hospitality sales. Um, so did that for about a year and a half. Um, and then I lost my job due to COVID. So took some time during that and, and really figured out what it is that was motivating me and driving me. Um, and I found that during that really hard time, What got me going in the morning was all of these connections that I had made on LinkedIn and and helping people find jobs and connecting people, um, which led to me finding my role at Aspireship. So kind of an interesting winding path, but really, really happy with where I ended up. And I feel like it was meant to be for sure.
0: Okay. So I have a question for you because you're an avid traveler and I am as well. What's the favorite place you've been to?
1: This is kind of a quote unquote boring answer, but Hawaii, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, you know, I've been to the Caribbean. I've been to Europe. I mean, I've been to a lot of places, but Hawaii is the one place where the minute I step off that airplane, I just feel relaxed and the smell and the weather. And it's just incredible. No place like it. I love it so much.
0: Well, my heart is there as well. I actually got married. My husband and I got married in Maui and then we honeymooned in, in Kauai in Kihei Kauai. So Wow. I, my Hawaii holds a very special place in my heart too. Good. Very cool. So tell us, I mean, you know, you've had a very long and successful career. What were some of the things that you've learned throughout your journey in your career, especially during that time during COVID? I mean, there's so many of us and there's so many people out there that can really relate to losing their job. And then those, those, kind of realizations of what makes us happy? What do we want to do? What motivates us? Tell us a little bit about that experience and what led you to where you're at today.
1: Yeah. So interestingly, um, when I was let go, I was leading a very large team. Um, and that was new to me. I had accepted responsibility for that and and was learning as I went and learning how to onboard and train people and come up with compensation plans. And like, it was this crash course in sales leadership. Um, that I was really excited about. Like I was so excited about it and I loved my team and I loved working with them, um, but I really didn't love the leadership above me and and the support that I wasn't getting from them. Um, and so it was a really stressful time for me. So I was having this kind of internal battle as COVID started of, is this where I'm meant to be? Should I start to kind of put my feelers out for a new role? Like I wasn't really sure. Um, but I had kind of resigned myself to let's just let this play out and see what happens. And then the decision was made for me. So I think that that's like an internal indicator of like, you kind of know something like your intuition is telling you something is not right. Um, So in retrospect, that was actually a blessing in disguise. So during COVID, you know, what did I learn? I learned that I felt very taken advantage of, Um, And so I know this is a question coming up, but I think that, you know, when responsibilities are placed upon you that were not in your original job description, because, again, what is it they say, like, if you're doing a great job, that's great, they're just going to continue to pile more and more on you because you just keep handling it and you keep taking care of it and great, let's give you some more. But at some point your title and your compensation should reflect that. And so that was what I kept thinking is like, well, wait a minute. I did X, Y, Z. And I never saw a penny extra, not one penny. I remember. So when COVID hit, it was, you know, mayhem. And I was essentially an agent, right? Like I was dealing with all the customers. I was no longer a leader. I was in the mix of it, um, and working just hour after hour. And it was never recognized, Instead, I just got let go. And so just like in retrospect, when you look back at how you're treated, I think that it's really important. Number one, you know, make sure that you're on the same page as your leadership team as to what it is your job is, what their expectations are. But number two, finding that work-life balance, like that was critical. I was barely sleeping. If you ask my kids, I mean, they would even say like, mom, are you okay? Um, And so I just refused to live like that again. So COVID was like my big reset of what do I want? What makes me happy? What drives me? Um, And I'm a big proponent of online communities. Um, I belong to many. I belong to women's finance groups, travel groups, women in sales groups, just sales in general groups. I mean, all these things, because when you have the opportunity to share with like-minded people, you can learn so much. So through this, I actually got my next job, which is Aspireship. And, and it satisfies like my love of sales and my passion for that. And then it also satisfies that need to help people. And so I just feel so grateful. <laughs> it was like this, this magical meeting of the worlds where I get to do everything that I love and, and am compensated well, and I'm happy and I love our leadership team. And just, you know, I know the title of your podcast is dream job, but it really is my dream job. I feel so lucky.
0: I think that a lot of people have experienced kind of similar situations where COVID gave us a space and it really invited us into this opportunity to say, okay, reset, we are go, go, go all the time. And yes, we're doors shut in the sense that there's people that lost their jobs. And I am empathetic to those that lost their jobs. And, uh, you know, we were stuck inside the house for a really long time. There's also good that came out of it. And the good that came out of it is it gave us an opportunity to reset, to really look at what brings us joy, our health, taking care of ourselves. And we spend, and and people will always hear me say this, we spend more time at work than we do at home with our family. And it's hard to say, it's hard to hear, and there's a reality to it. And so if you're not loving what you do, then is that the life worth living?
1: Exactly. And it's not. I mean, that's, I I completely understand that, you know, we have bills to pay and and responsibilities as adults. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I was very intentional when I, so after I immediately lost my job, it was like, ah, I need a job. And it's like, you know, there were none. I mean, that was the reality. It was like, there really were not a lot of roles open. And then as the time started to pass and then companies started to calm down and then things started opening up, I had people reaching out to me. But by that time, I had done enough work internally to say, I'm not willing to take just any job. I want to take the right job. And I've made it this far. What's another month or two to wait for that to happen? Um, And it got to the point to where my husband was like, okay, like- this is this is kind of stretching on. Like your unemployment's, you know, going to end. Like, don't you think you should take something? And I'm like, no, I don't. I have waited this long. Give me a minute. And I'm so glad that I did. I mean, had I taken something that I wasn't thrilled about or excited about just to have a job, um, this opportunity wouldn't have opened for me. But again, I understand like not everybody's in that position. I just think that if, at all, you can control your circumstances and really be thoughtful about where you end up. Life is so much better and, and happier and fulfilling and all of those things.
0: Yeah. I, there's a lot of people that stay in jobs that they don't love because it's either the, the self-doubt that they have in themselves or they're staying in their comfort zone or they're just settling. And yep. I would invite everybody to really reflect back and say, is are you happy in what you do? If you're all happy, then fantastic. That's awesome. That's what life is about. When you get to love what you do at work, you get to be who you want to be and you get to enjoy life. And if there's a situation where you don't, don't settle. You're just settling on yourself and taking time to really reflect in and internalize the value that you have and what brings you joy and aligning your value with joy. And that's where that dream job comes in is when you know those two. Well, it's really interesting. So I, I feel like I'm like the,
1: the job maker of my friend group. So I will get messages and I would say at least once a month of someone who will go, okay, I'm ready. Can you help me? And I'm like, oh, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. (laughs) And so I say, okay, what do you want to do? Let's talk about this. And then we start to come up with a plan together of how they're going to get to that next step. Um, And I will make introductions. I will review resumes. I will help write cover letters. I will do everything that I can um, in tandem with them to find them a new role. But the biggest thing is I can't help you unless you want to help yourself. And so like you were saying about settling or that comfort zone, I mean, there's one person I'm thinking of in particular who I love as a person, love her. I just love her, adore her. She's so sweet. I know that she could be making a lot more money and she could be a lot happier than she is right now, but she's not ready. And I can't want this more than you want this. So when you are ready, it's like, you need to be hundred percent in and willing to put in the work. A new job is not just going to appear on your doorstep. I mean, it could, and and you would be the rarity, right? Someone could knock on your door and say, I'm going to pay you twice as much. And it's going to be this awesome job that you want to do, and, you know, all the things, but reality is that's not how it works. It's you taking that initiative and putting yourself out there and putting it out into the universe that you are ready for that next step. And here's everything you have to offer. And here's how you're going to impact wherever you're going to go. Um, and so that's how you make that change. Um, I love that. Like when people get to that point, it, lights me on fire because I'm like, yes, let's do this. I want to cheer for you. I want to help you and, and be
0: your number one fan. So yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned it's important that they want it themselves because there have been so many times, and this is where I really look back and reflected of what I loved most about my last job. So I was I had been in medical sales for 15 years. I was a, a leader for a Fortune 500 company. And during COVID, I reflected back and said, what do I love about my job? And it was supporting people on my team to developing career plans and then saying, okay, they want to either level up within the organization, they want to get promoted, or they want to achieve a certain goal. And what I really struggled with, and I, I internalized and almost took it on, was there were some people on my team, and I can think of somebody particularly, they kept saying they wanted to get in a leadership role. They kept saying they wanted it. And so we would create this career plan and we would lay out, okay, we're going to align you with some mentors. You know, what is it, what position do you specifically want to do? okay. You know, let's line you with some mentors that you can have some calls with on a monthly basis. Let's get you some exposure to some special projects so that you can really create those connections and that network and get involved in what it would look like if you were in that role. So you had some exposure to it and it would, oh, it would, I would internalize this because we would build this great career plan and supporting her to get there, but she never took action on it. So she kept saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, but she would never take action on it. And so it gets back to that point. Am I putting more effort into her career plan or is she putting more effort into her career plan? And it's at that moment where it took that realization to go, okay, I'm putting more effort in, then that's not how it should be. It it should be you really wanting it. Even as much as we see what they could create if they were in there, They got to want it for themselves.
1: Well, and that's actually, this is interesting because that's part of how Aspireship, the company that I work for now, was created. So Corey, our founder, he was working um, at a large company in sales and people kept coming up to him and saying like, Hey, I really want to be on the sales team, like from customer service or different departments. And he was like, how do I know who's willing to actually put in the work? Sales is not just making phone calls or, you know, deals coming in and all of a sudden you make all this money. It's really hard work. And so he's like, how can I gauge who is willing to put in the work and be successful in sales? And so he, you know, mold this over and, and, throughout this thought process, obviously it wasn't just that, but Aspireship was born. And that's really the premise of our entire company on the kind of job transition side is you have to be willing to put in the work yourself with no guarantee. However, if you can prove that you're capable and coachable, we will help you get a job free. So you have to be willing to show That determination, but at the back end, we're going to support you and we're going to be here for you and we're going to enable you to be better. And that's like it, it very much touches my heart because it's so true. It's like even with mentors, you know, I know a woman who's very successful and people come to her for mentorship all the time. And she's like, if someone comes to me and asks me to be their mentor and I say yes, and I say, okay, cool, what is it you want to achieve? And I give you a plan or I ask you to do something. And then the next time we meet, I say, okay, cool, did you read XYZ? And they say, Oh no, I was so busy. Clearly this is not a priority for you. And so it's not going to be a priority for me either. And so that's kind of the the big piece of it is you have to show that you're willing to put in the work. If you want other people to help you, even me, you know, I had a friend approach me about, again, I want a new job. And I said, okay, awesome. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to sign up for this Slack community Um, because it was in relation to, to the industry that she wanted to work in weeks went by said, Oh, did you sign up for that Slack community? Oh, I haven't had a chance. Okay. Well, that's a hard stop for me now. Let me know when you sign up. And once you do, that means you're ready because right now I'm not going to put in work of making introductions and looking at your resume and all this stuff. If you can't even click on a couple things to like type in your name and sign up. So you gotta want it.
0: Hey, it's Danielle Cobo, and I'm jumping in real quick to thank you for listening to the Dream Job with Danielle Cobo podcast. If you're feeling undervalued, overwhelmed, want to gain clarity on how to level up in your career, and are feeling discouraged and frustrated at applying to jobs online with no results, I can support you. I've had several clients who have attracted their dream job without applying online, and have significantly increase their earnings. I can support you by creating a clear career plan, developing your brand and amplifying your leadership voice, connecting with my network of over 160 recruiters, excel through the interview process and negotiate your offer letter. I encourage you and invite you to go to my website, www.daniellecobo.com and schedule your free career discovery call. I believe everyone has the power to step into their dream job and earn the income they're worth. I look forward to connecting with you today. <laughs> yep, you have you got to want it. If you don't want it then then don't put on responsibilities and tasks for other people. And time we have time to do whatever we want. It's and you said it perfectly it's a priority because, you know, I can say, do I have time to clean up my garage? Absolutely. (laughs) I have time to clean up my garage. Is it a priority of mine? No, it's not. Right. And at the same time, you know, when we talk about what we can really create and accomplish in life, you know, I'm a mother to four-year-old twin boys. I'm a military spouse. My husband works two jobs and he has a military job and he's got a civilian job and he's starting a business. I'm running a business where I work out, you know, four days a week. And I'm also part of a career coaching or business coaching program. And I'm part of a leadership program for four months where it's 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every other week. Yeah. So (laughs) it's a lot. But what are we making a priority? We are in control of what we want to create in our lives. We're in control of what we want to manifest, what we want to create, who we want to be, you know, and I also carve out time. I'm committed to one date night a month with my husband, one girls' night a month. I have my morning time with my kids, my afternoon time with my kids. And it's what's a priority. Now, I'll also say my garage is not cleaned out, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. My house doesn't need to look perfect. It's clean, but it's, you know... Yeah. I get support with the house cleaner. Um, yeah, it's, it's. what is it priority for you? What do you want to create in your life? And what what steps and actions are you going to take to achieve that? For sure. For sure. And I think the, the other piece of that is
1: your plan. Like you said, what are the actions that you're going to take? You can sit and talk about doing something all day long. But if you're not planning and, and actually following through with those steps, you won't get there.
0: Yeah, that's when I'm working with my clients, the first thing we work on where we we first start is limiting beliefs, right? We all have these self-doubt that we have deep down inside and it's these insecurities or these stories that we talk about that we tell ourselves and that's what's holding us back. So first we start with that and we identify what they are and then we shift our mind towards that. And then, like you said, creating goals. And we get specific on those SMART goals. They're specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And we write those out and hold each other accountable to those. You know, I'm an accountability partner for them. We get very specific. Okay, you want to achieve this? Well, who do you get to be when you achieve that? And what are the specifics that you're going to do to achieve that goal? And by when? And when you put a plan in place and you put that vision out there and share it with other people, then you enroll other people in supporting you through that process as well, which is why people are reaching out to you for that support.
1: Yes. And I, I think the other thing is don't be shy. Like, I think that people would be shocked at how many of their friends and and acquaintances even want to help them. Um, there's a saying, close mouths don't get fed. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, even just asking, asking for referrals, asking for connections, asking for advice, any of that people are nine times out of 10, more than happy to give you, you know, even just a small bit of their time,
0: um, if they can, so don't be shy. Yeah. It it's interesting when you are asking for support. So people want to help. They just don't know how sometimes, like they don't know what it's, what exactly you need support with or what would really support you the most. And when you don't ask, you're not giving that person the opportunity to have the joy in supporting somebody. Because if you've ever done charity work, the person receiving the support, whether it's, you know, the food or the clothes or, you know, building a church, I've done volunteer work down in Mexico and things. Yes, they're appreciative of that. But I almost got more fulfillment out of serving others than it was the people receiving it. And so if you're not asking for support, you're not giving people the opportunity to have that joy in giving. For sure. There there was just a LinkedIn post about this
1: yesterday. And um, I had done kind of like a random act of kindness this past weekend. um, And I was on a high the entire day after I did it and this person didn't even ask me, I saw something happen and and then stepped in and helped and whatever. And I just, my heart was so full, you know, I I could tell that this person was so grateful and, and just kind of shocked and whatever. And I'm like, this this is better for me than even her. (laughs) It's It just feels so good to be able to, to lift a burden off someone's shoulders or to help them get a step ahead or any of that. Um, you know, it's like, random acts of kindness should be like practice or not practice, but like, you know, part of our habits.
0: That is yes. Random acts of kindness can be bring you so much joy throughout the day and really support somebody else. Um, I remember going through, this has happened on a couple of times. I've gone through Starbucks and somebody has paid (laughs) the person in front of me has paid for my meal so that I just kept it going for the next person. Or there was one time where I was going through Starbucks and oh my gosh, I could just feel for this mom. She's in her car. The kids are screaming. And we've all, you know, if you're a mom out there, you've had those moments where you're just like, I'm exhausted and flustered. And this screaming is just getting, could you imagine what it's like to just have someone in front of you pay for your coffee? Like how you would feel so appreciated and just kind of just bring a little bit of spark of joy in those moments. And I almost like, I'm almost tearing up because I actually probably got more joy out of doing it for that mom. (laughs) So it's like, oh my God, I know what that's like, but to be, to be able to give that to somebody is powerful.
1: It's very powerful. And it's funny. So I grew up in San Francisco, which is a major metropolitan area. People are not generally friendly Don't say hi. I mean, it's everybody's going, 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 going. You're you're it's high cost of living. You're what is it? Living to work, working to live, whatever the saying goes. Right. But you're not really living your life. You're just so focused on getting your things done and moving to Boise has been the best thing that ever happened to our family. But I thought about this when I, when I did this act of kindness, I was like, I feel like I've learned something being here three years, because this is not out of the ordinary for someone here. Like I've seen so many acts of kindness that I was just like, wow, that was so nice. And they happened in front of me. I'm not even involved, but I'm like so impressed by the big open hearts of the people that live here. Um, And it's like lessons as you watch and as you learn, you know, even like little things that are silly, like returning your shopping cart back to the thing or letting someone go ahead of you in line or, you know, things like that, that they take nothing, they cost you nothing but they make someone else's life easier. Why are we not doing that?
0: Yeah. You know, when you're driving on that difficult road and it's that one road where it takes forever for an opening to come up, someone stops and lets you through and you're like, thank you. You're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Moments. It takes a second to let that person through, but wow. You just, you know, it, You're helping somebody, you're supporting somebody just to, you know, get through and not have to wait 20 minutes.
1: Just be kind. I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. Well, what are three things that you would love to share with our audience based off your career journey and what you've learned through your, your, through life? What, what would you like to share with them?
1: Number one is know your worth. And what I mean by that is don't get taken advantage of, you know, you whoever is listening or watching this, you bring something to the table and it's unique to you and it's worth a lot. And so no matter what role you're looking to get into, I think it's really important to be accepting an offer that is worth what you're worth. So especially women, I'm like big women's advocate here, but you know, make sure that you're pay, being paid market rate. Like there's no reason for you to accept a salary that's below what it should be. And also if you're in a role and like I mentioned, people continue to dump and dump and dump responsibility on you, advocate for yourself and say, hey, wait a minute, let's, take, let's recalibrate. Let's take a look at what I'm actually doing and let's take a look at what that job title should be. And let's take a look at what that pay should be because you know what? If I'm not here to do this job, you're gonna have to hire someone externally to do this job and that's gonna cost you X. So really I should be paid X. It's not fair for me to be paid for a job that I used to do that I'm no longer doing because now I'm doing Y. So that's like the one thing is just be your own advocate, know your worth. Um, a second is take advantage of community, the power of community connection, um, both in learning and in relationships, like, like we were talking about, there are so many people out there who want to help you in any way that you they can. And, and it also gives you the opportunity to help others in turn. Um, so just, you know, that those bonds can last. I mean, I, I have communities that I've been a part of for 20 years, which that ages me, but <laughs> I really have, <laughs> so, um, you know, these are people that, that really kind of grew up with me and they've seen me grow and, and change and they've been there along the way to support me. Um, And some of them I've never met, which I know sounds crazy, but they're my, my internet friends. um, And they have been just a wonderful resource. So you can make wonderful connections both in person and online, but that sense of community is everything. Um, And then the last is, you know, take care of yourself, find balance. It's so important um, to love what you're doing at work, but also really love yourself and your family and, provide enough time to take care of it and nurture those bonds as well. Um, I'm really passionate about what I'm doing right now and I love my team and they bring me such joy. I also really love my husband and my children and it's really a wonderful thing now for me to not feel guilty when I need to tend to those relationships. So finding that balance is so important. It'll, It'll pay dividends, especially in the long run.
0: That is fantastic and very supportive advice. And I would invite anybody that's listening today, let's challenge you. Let's challenge ourselves. Let's challenge each other and hold each other high. And what is one random act of kindness (laughs) that we are all going to commit to today? And I'd love for you to share it on Facebook, spread the love, spread the random acts of kindness, share what you've done and hopefully inspire somebody else to do the same because such a small little just it it seems small initially but it can make a it can create a ripple effect not only for that person's day but when that person you know receives receives something like that then it ripples onto their interactions throughout the day as well so i invite everybody to create a random act of kindness today and uh, if you are looking to advance in your career level up in your career You know, not only does uh, Alexis' organization with aspirations support in uh, supporting people with hiring, as well as uh, you can go to my website, www.daniellecobo.com. And on my website, you can download a free career planning guide. So I've laid out a a full comprehensive guide on how to map out your career and support you to take that next step in wherever you want to be. And then also, I have a download on creating balance in your life. So, some of the workshops that I uh, do with organizations, as well as in my private coaching, is creating balance in your life, uh, leadership development, uh, also uh, leading first level leaders, fostering company culture. These are all workshops that I do for organizations, as well as through my private coaching. And I will share these free downloads with you as well. So. Thank you so much, Alexis, for joining us today. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And I love
1: that challenge for Random's Acts of Kindness. Now I have my challenge of the day. What <laughs> am I going to do today? I got to think about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fun to do. And I, I promise all of us will get joy out of it. and It will also last throughout the day. So thank you for joining. And I hope you have a wonderful day and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Kobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.